You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the Common Man's Podcast. Well, I came here for just one drink. That's all I got now, don't you think? That's right, that's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the line, 1524. Oh, it's another night at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy, a little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. Fantastic. I'm Alan Stanger. Dwayne Bischoff. We're the 15 side. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunts, and we are the 24 side. So, guys, and we got a special guest, a couple of them. A couple, too. Got a room full of them tonight. So, go ahead, mister. Oh, Phil from Texas back here. Back in Indiana. Good to see you back in. Good to see you back up north. Yeah, I I get around, you know. Uh, (laughs) Who else who else we got? Hello, it's Robin Montag. Hi Robin. So we're doing a tasting here. Normally we're doing the whiskeys and bourbons, uh but Robin is a gin fan. So while we were in um down at Dance Crossing. Dance Crossing at uh, the new distillery. The Log Steel Distillery. They do a gin. So they pick some up. We're going to taste it. So first we're going to do, uh, for those of you, you that don't know, to me, gin is pretty much like um, grinding up a pine tree and adding water to it. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of smells that but way, But I'm going to give this one a try. So this is the actual dry gin, yes, correct? the Monk's Road dry gin. I could put that on ice. <laughs> Alan's tastes like a pine tree. Well, I mean, I could put it on ice too and throw it That's out the just, window, just, but just, good. I'm just not a gin drinker. So, I, table I like twelve. What do you think, Mary? You, love, you love, it. love it? Yeah, you like it? I think it's really good. Margie it's not likes bad. it. It's Phil not my it favorite. Tastes like gin. Phil thinks it tastes like gin. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm I'm like I'm with Alan. I'm not. I've never been really a big gin drinker, so it's not bad. Phil, it's good. I mean, that? can do. So everybody needs to empty their glass because we got another. I thought it was really good. Another Monk's Road gin. It is very that very piney minty, which it's not my thing, but it's not it's not bad. I can I mean it's not terrible at all. Right. It's not it's not like that bourbon uh Reuben brought that one. (laughs) We should we bring that up every time, don't we? Well we got to. It's the only one we've dumped down the drain. Well, and the sad part is is we're being nice because we don't mention the distillery. Right. We ain't no but because that can't stuff remember. was garbage. Yeah, it was the only one that actually got dumped down a drain. Yeah, it wasn't even mixer quality. Made in Kentucky, close to us, and just absolute garbage. Yeah. So, uh, and it's everybody's got their own taste. Yeah, it's sort right. of like right. You know, the, the rye whiskey. Well, that podcast hadn't come out yet, so I can't talk about that. But now, uh, we got a podcast coming out where we had a rye whiskey that was a real high dollar rye. Yeah. And a couple of us here just didn't like it. In fact, I thought it tasted like a spare tire on the, on the back end. Yeah. So I w- everybody taste. has different flavors. But yeah, right. It's what it yeah, is. I'm not going to say I liked it, but I didn't taste the spare tire part. Yeah. So so this next one is, uh, is again, it's Monk's Road uh, Gin. This is their uh, barrel-aged um, 
gin. Aged in the bourbon barrel. It's a bourbon barrel. So they what what uh, what Wally told us. Wally, the aunt told us was a they, uh, they empty a a bourbon barrel, basically ahead of, ahead of time after the bourbon's been in there a year year or so, and then uh, and then they age this gin in there for one year. So we'll try that out. All okay. right, Margie, you get some of this. Yes, it smells mm-hmm. great. Little different smell. It really, it really takes that yes. that ju- juniper <laughs> out. <laughs> the look on Alan's face. <laughs> Alan, Alan ain't much for it, obviously. <laughs> to me, I think it's stronger in the it juniper. Is. I taste it more. Really, you think so? Yeah. I think now it's it's I'm not the just same. the pine trees; it's the whole forest. Now you got the oak in there too. <laughs> I uh, I like, I like the dry. The dark, that uh, that one there's got a little bit of a turn on it. I it, it tastes it's got a, a poor Alan. <laughs> Somebody not get Alan a bucket. Taster. He's not doing good. Alan really doesn't like it. I do not like gin. <laughs> Do you, say, this one, do you say fruity? Yeah, it, it has a little bit I'm of not, fruit. Yeah. I'm not sure they didn't say something about some, some cranberries or something. I was thinking that you you uh, did mention one time back it was, had there, some kind of fruit in it, right? Yeah. There is. I there believe, is I a, believe so. If you, a, a the second taste, yeah. you get a hint of some yeah. other um, flavor with it. But, yeah, I, I would like I drink it? Yeah, it's not. I'd drink it, but okay. would I choose it? R- remind not. us again. Yeah. It, Monk's Road is not publicly available yet, right? Is it? No, we we well, got this here. in Northern not Kentucky. Not in Kentucky, right? Right. Yeah, they're only just dis- distributing in Kentucky, I think, right now. I can I'm tell not. you, I'll take a drive down there and get some of that dry gin. Yeah, that's well, good stuff. It's right across the you river. Buy all of it you want. <laughs> <laughs> While you're there, you can pick up some of their I, I, well, Monk's I'm, Road. I want to try that. Yeah. So. We'll do that one night. Did they yeah. have? Did you see any of the bourbon there while you were there? The Monk's Road bourbon. It's on the. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Was that at the party party Par- source? Yeah. No. No. This was at the depth. It's, there's another. Unless they're okay. out. So. Yeah, the they source. sold in two months what they thought they were going to sell in a year. Right. Um, right. You know that's all great marketing is what that is. Absolutely. Yeah. I I like the gen. I mean I I. I thought the dry gem was better. I think there's a, a bit of a turn on the on the barrel blend. Um, it does have a fruit flavor toward towards the end, but it's not bad. But I think this dry gem just a great mixer. Throw in some real cranberry juice would be good. So our gin gin drinkers will they get uh, hey uh, you just, got some resources. It's all here. yours. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me the whiskey. Well, you know it runs back to what you said. Alan. Everybody's taste is different. Exactly right. right. Everybody's different. I Margie, you Phil, like the are dry. you a gin drinker? I don't know that I'm a gin drinker. I like a, a gimlet, which is a cocktail with some gin in it. But other than that, he's, no, not, see, he's I, not a gin drinker, but he drinks gin. Yeah, so that's, that's I like right. I like Long Island iced teas. There's gin yeah, in there yeah, to yeah. mix properly. But there's enough other stuff that offsets, you know. But exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know anybody that drinks drinks gin straight or just you know not not using it as a mixer? I don't. No, so, no, no. no, I don't. no. I mean, that's why I think bartenders. I mean, that's what we were talking about. The bartenders love the the Monks Road gin because it's such a great mixer. I guess yeah. the flavors help enhance whatever drink they're making with it. So right. if you put that with the proper mix, we all may be going, "Oh my God, that's great!" So right, your distilling question for the day. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here, we Here we go. Dun dun dun. Yes. Don't don't look at any bottles. Just look down at the bar don't and tell me how you spell whiskey. Depends who's spelling it. Depends. Uh, <laughs> what, the, what, I, what? Just hold on. Should I wait? Yeah, I think you should wait. Cause I've got. Yeah. You were cheating. Now he knows. No, no I know. 
So, anybody else? How do you spell whiskey? W i s k e y. How do you spell whiskey? W h i s k e y. Do you want me to spell whiskey? Spell whiskey. W h i s k y. S k y. No e in there. No e. Is that what you're so, saying? give me a bottle of Maker's Mark, please. Maker's this is all this trying to make us look dumb. And every freaking wait, so you know Maker's Mark. You make yourself look smarter when you make a real. So here, bring bring me a bottle of anything right now. There's Jack Daniels. Okay, Tennessee whiskey. E Y, correct? E Y, E Y, E Y. Thank you. Do we have a Maker's Mark around here? That's bourbon whiskey. We don't have a Maker's in here. This is rare. Oh yeah, there you go. Little bottles, shooters. Okay. Everything behind me is E Y. So Maker's Mark is. Maybe Maker's Mark is wrong. W H I S K Y. Yeah, there's there's a few. Um, so the spellings come from across the sea. So normally, if the name of the country has an E in it. They have an E in whiskey? But they, they have don't. an E in whiskey. There are a few exceptions. Maker's Mark in this country is one of them. Behind you, Alan. That's an E. Monks, yeah. Monks Road's got yeah. the E in it. So, so this is no right or wrong answer. Th- there is no right well, or wrong answer. Well, there could be a wrong answer. Yeah. Depends but on who the producer is. Not between yeah. those two spellings. Yeah, so nor- <laughs> Right, so that's there's no right or wrong answer. Hey, that's great trivia, Alan. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's what so, we need. We need more of those. There's no wrong answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the last one. No, actually, I, I tell you what, I've been diving in because I, I, I want to get this uh, bourbon Stewart done, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about mixing and all that kind of stuff in it as well. But what's awesome is they have mash bills for different. Um, cool whiskeys, which is pretty cool. So, so Phil from Texas here has been. My understanding is becoming quite the mixologist, right? And allegedly, yes. So, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> allegedly, is this throwing through your fans, right? No, that's so. Right. Do you mix gin a lot? I wouldn't say a lot. It's something that when I have it, I will absolutely <laughs> use it. The one gin I really love is it's Boodle's gin, strawberry rhubarb. Makes yeah. a killer gimlet. It's awesome. I need to try it. I, I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. So, but other than that, I don't use it a whole lot. But there's a few okay. drinks here and there that I really like that you can throw it in with, and it's really good. Well, I can tell you, I've tasted a lot of gins. I love like gin. That Monk's Road is rocking it. The dry. The dry is yeah. phenomenal, and I understand why people like it. I can tell you that is. Some I literally could pour that over ice and drink it like it is. It is that yeah, good, and which most people don't do, right? It's usually a blending blending item, but I, I that's really good. You know, oddly enough, it, I can I can handle t- tasting it better than I can smelling it. And, I mean, that's not it's powerful because usually your smell and taste are kind of yeah kind of together. But but um, I don't like to smell it out of the bottle. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to drink that. But, that. Right. But drinking it is totally different. And that greeny smells what? Jupiter? Juniper trees back there. Juniper. It's got the berries yeah. on them. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. to me. The smell of it was so strong that it almost turned you off to wanting to taste it. Yeah. You know, because it yeah. puts the, I mean, your sense, your sense of smell brings back memories. So when you smell it, your first memory is a tree. So you're, then it tells your brain, well, this probably ain't going to taste real good. Because you have a tree in your brain, yeah, Christmas now. tree water, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm impressed. I thought is. it was, that, and I had heard over and over how good it was. It's really good. I like the dry gin. Speaking of tastings, uh, our pick with Batesville Liquor Co. of Limestone Branch is in December 4th at 5:30 at Batesville Liquor Co. We'll be re- doing the release of that. 
Awesome. Can't wait. We're going to have prizes, giveaways, doing a live podcast there. Awesome. Mark your calendars now. It's going to be a good time. Guaranteed. At the Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Batesville Indiana. Indiana. You want to see how a podcast is done? Stop in. We'll be recording, too. So. Want to be on a podcast? Stop yeah. in. Stop in. Say hi. Phil from Texas might be there. Might be. Just it's a long know. drive, but I might, I might make my just way back that. up here just for yeah. that. We, we're going to have a special guest on here in a minute. There is an island off the coast of Nova Scotia, which could hold millions in buried treasure. Oak Island. So, Oak Island, uh, the second uh, episode of this season just came out this last tuesday Tuesday? uh today is for those today's the 12th i'm actually going to release this podcast sunday so it will be up to date maybe found a little gold this year maybe saw that smelling goldish smelling goldish definitely going to get interesting yeah and we'll talk more when manny gets on the line you know unfortunately (coughs) their efforts are going to be slowed down uh, the Department of Indigenous uh, People have uh, taken part of the island pretty much under their control. Um, so everything has to be, except for in the money pit and Smith's Cove. Those two areas aren't covered with this, but every place else has to be done as an archaeological dig. Yeah, so, and, and really it comes down to, it has a lot to do with what they've found in, exactly. their, in their searches. And so now the, the uh, this... Uh, government group has kind of stepped in and said, "Hey, wait a minute! You're, you're, you know, we've got some serious uh, history that we need to make sure we're not uh, tearing up." Whereas, opposed to at the Money Pit, uh, you know, back in the '50s, I think in particular, it was just torn apart. I right. mean, it was a huge right. hole was dug yeah. there, and it's there's been so much disruption that they're not interested in in any part of that. They're not going to care until they start. Totally pull a bucket of gold and some some goblets start falling out. Some people don't respect the fact that that needs to be taken care of. I do. It does. I mean, I think they should take care of it. I think they should. I was. I'll admit, I was shocked last year how they were ripping through the swamp. Yeah, and and because you had Lair Niven over on the Samuel Ball property doing it as an archaeological dig, and they weren't doing that on the swamp. Right. But at the time, I don't think anybody. (laughs) <laughs> thought there was going to be anything right. in the swamp. Right. No, nobody yeah. told them what they were finding either. Yeah. Right. I mean, that ha- we saw it in a year. That was happening in weeks. Right. You know, yep. so it was happening quick. So I think they were hurrying, trying to get as much as they could before they got shut down, too. The other thing that we saw when you watched it this year, when we went there a couple of years ago, we pulled across the causeway, and there's the interpretation center and yeah i think there was one trailer there this year it just lined with an double wide well they've got, got the science center the now science center. yeah they've got that whole big setup up there with all that new science equipment instead of sending there. stuff off to get analysis they can do the initial analysis there which is pretty cool that is pretty cool stuff yeah so we're going to talk to uh, in just a second we're going to talk to maddie blake in the meantime we're going to take a short break so we can hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back There are times in your life when you just need to relax. The best place to do it in Brookville, Indiana, is Tranquility Massage by Shelly. Located at 440 Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. Let her take all your troubles away. Shelly is a licensed massage therapist. Check out her specials leading up into Christmas gift certificates. Buy two, get one free. That's right. 
Tranquility Massage by Shelly at 440 Main Street, or you can call her at 765-309-1478. Tranquility Massage by Shelly. Top Sale Hemp provides affordable CBD and hemp products that help alleviate pain and ailments due to arthritis and inflammation. According to a poll conducted by the Arthritis Foundation, 71% of all patients reported CBD improved their ability to sleep, while 67% reported improvements in their physical function. Top Sale Hemp has something for everybody, from CBD pain cream to oils and more. Find your peace and relaxation using Top Sale Hemp's proven lab-tested CBD products. They can be found at TopSaleHemp.com. Use discount code 15 24 to get your 10% discount today. Top Sale Hemp. Go check them out. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. And Ruben Hunt. And our special guest on the line... Hello, fellas. It's Matty Blake. Hey, Matty. Hey, Matty. Good to hear from you. So it, it just so happens we've got last year's episodes of uh, Beyond Oak Island scrolling on the TV up here for everybody to see. So, uh, oh, how, fantastic. Yeah, so how have you been, man, besides busy? Well, man, I've been really busy. Yeah, it's, it was a crazy summer. I was gone all summer pretty much, on, well, fortunately, because I'm doing what I love, but it's tough on the family, you know. Um, and working Oak Island stuff and things that uh, might be beyond Oak Island. Uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. It was a crazy summer. And then I was, I was, I think, uh, I don't know, six weeks on Oak Island this year. Um, oh, wow. Which, yeah, like straight, which is normally I, I go, I come back, I go, I come back as things happen. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, but because of COVID... Uh, the last two summers have been, I just have to embed there, which right. ironically, you know, it's funny, guys, like Kevin, the late Kevin Burns, my friend and mentor, and, you know, I just miss him so much. He, his original vision for the role of the host of Drilling Down was actually kind of an embedded journalist and uh, like a guy who would just be on the island. That's kind of how he pitched it, I think, originally, like a Geraldo Rivera-type investigative reporter who's who's kind of infiltrating the show and just there. And it's funny, he passed away, and then COVID hit, and the last two summers, that's kind of what it kind of became. Like, I just had to stay there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I You know, not that there's anything to that, but I was just thinking about that the other day. It kind of struck me as funny. So, So let's talk a little Oak Island. Um, things have changed up there a little bit about the w- the way that they're able to, uh, well, specifically s- the swamp area. You know, they can't just go in there and uh, dig and go to town looking for stuff. You know, the indigenous people, um, the agencies in there, it's more of an archaeological dig now. So that's definitely changed the pace of the dig in the swamp. Yeah, it's funny, like, Sometimes in life, not just Oak Island, but oftentimes you have a lot of naysayers who who might not support you or they say, oh, that's not a real thing or you're wasting your time. You know, just like the naysayers, the haters, you know, and um, there was some people in the, um, you know, I guess in academia or whatever um, who might have who would say things like that about the search you know and 
anyone who had spent any time looking for treasure on Oak Island were, in some circles, you know, kind of ridiculed or questioned at least. At, you know, at the worst, ridiculed and at least questioned. And, you know, as bad as it is, as difficult as it can be with these new restrictions, it's also, and I think the show did a great job in, in kind of portraying this, and the brothers certainly say this, it's an indication of how successful they've been that now there, there isn't anyone who's a serious, uh, who, who's in academia, who's being serious, seriously scientifically minded. There's no one that can now, you know, in any realistic way, say that this team hasn't absolutely changed the way we right. look at Oak Island. Well, it right. changed history. So, yeah, absolutely changing history. So it's actually a good thing. And the relationship is really good. And I know there's been some talk online from fan groups and stuff about how, oh, no, this is happening. It's it's all good. Well, because, it's good. It's be, it, it, yeah. it, it, it says, hey, there is something here mm -hmm. that we need yes. to make sure we preserve. That's right. Uh, as much as we like Billy Gerhardt to get out there with the biggest excavator <laughs> and start digging, there's items there that you would destroy uh, you know, and they don't want to do that. So. I'm surprised they're still letting him do as much digging as he's doing. Like along the paved road, the last episode, he was still out there with the track hoe. And it, granted, he's being a little bit more gentle, maybe, but he's still still digging and scraping and and putting in piles. So it is kind of neat that they're still moving at a faster pace than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, I would say to that, you know, that is an indication of, like I said, it's all good. Like it did force some conversations. <clears throat> with cultural heritage and people like that. But those conversations are productive and good because, you know, albeit sometimes not easy, but in the end they're good because it's furthering the close relationship that the Laginas have with that area and that community. And, right. and they're constantly reminded of how, how good the intentions are of this fellowship. And one more thing I'd say to that is you got Laird Nibbins standing right there. Right. So that is, I said that last time I was on your podcast, like right. his, his role in this is key, you know, and um, so he can help move things along. It's awesome. And I know you can't talk a whole – I mean, the season just started, so you know more than we do, and we're not going to pry you for information. But, you know, by the second by the second episode, you have something that's dug up that tests and has gold content to it. So yeah. anybody that says there's no gold there, they're already wrong. A-U, baby. Those are the letters we like. <laughs> and it looks like uh, you know from the preview of next weekend there's more au so uh, we're looking forward yes, to sir. it yes sir Stay so tuned. We're, we're gonna switch gears and go to beyond oak island a little bit uh i know you were gone a bunch this summer and we're going to talk about your podcast here in a couple minutes but you were gone so much you didn't get many podcasts out during the summer so i'm assuming that was beyond oak island and oak island all combined well, uh, <laughs> I would say you are a good assumer, but I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, uh, so we interviewed um, Christian Roper on here. Uh, not, oh, yeah. Yeah, so we actually have struck up a, a great kind of friendship with him. He was filming a couple weeks ago about the dog man in Kentucky. It's a legend yep. down there. He wear and he wore across the line fifteen twenty four t shirt during the filming. So. I mean, oh, that's great! So we got to figure out how to give you a t shirt. So on the next Beyond Oak Island, <laughs> yeah. you can wear. I'll 
do it if they let me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they won't. Well, it's either that or we got to get uh, we got to get Rick a hat that says Cross Like. Yeah. yeah. I pay right. attention yeah. to his hats. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. Like what we wear now has become. It's that's something that like in the early seasons no one even thought of other than like color schemes, but now with the worldwide success of the show. If the brothers were to wear something, you know, oh. that's, you know what I mean? They're getting millions of eyes worldwide. So I'm, I'm kind of like, hey, we're a, we're a Matty Blake fan page shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it is amazing because different yeah. podcasts talk about it, and it's like, oh, it's it's uh, it's it's great. I mean, it's great to get that much to get the word out there about Oak Island and, yes. and beyond yes. Oak Island. And uh, I reached out to Christian Roper a couple weeks ago and said, hey, Christian, you want to be on a show? Give us an update. What's going on? You know, did you find John Leafy's treasure? And he goes, we need to wait a couple months. Then I can tell you more. So, oh, great. That's so great. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So it's, and he's I'm, a, he's I'm, a very impressive young man. Yes, I really yes. like For his age, when we did a couple hour episode, we, we did, uh, talked about, you know, his time on beyond Oak Island and John Lafitte's treasure. And then we did yep. another hour of just ghost stories, which just was phenomenal. And he talked a lot about, uh, you know, talking to you about paranormal stuff. And yeah. he's just very down to earth. And it's uh, got, you know. Yeah, for a guy his age, he's just so impressive. It's, he it's is, just, right? His yeah. wisdom really beyond is. his age. So, he really is. So when do we expect to see any Beyond Oak Islands this, this year? Do you know? Um I, I wish I could tell you. I really do. I, I really do. I wish I could confirm things, but I uh, I know my role. I know my lane, and my lane is to not uh, <laughs> not give out network secrets. So, uh, so I'm going 2021. Uh, Yet in 2021, I would say I would say uh, <laughs> next subject. <laughs> I would say if that would make you happy, maybe you could be smiling. Okay. So <laughs> well, actually. actually uh no no let me amend that actually 2021 will be over before we know it yeah it's so right yeah, that's right we're, close yeah, we're already in november yeah, yeah it's already almost over yeah. so I've, I've got theme music here for our next subject <laughs> that of course is the theme music if you've listened to maddie's podcast for rated p for paranormal Man, you just made my night. <laughs> I tell you, you've been making our uh, last couple. I got to tell you, the last three weeks, I think you pumped out like 10 podcasts. It seems like every time I, I get in the truck to go to work, I'm like, there's a new podcast from Maddie. <laughs> I got to make up for this summer when I was. That's what, yeah. yeah. Working on an unnamed show. Yeah. <laughs> That'll come down at an unnamed, unnamed time. In an unnamed yep. place. That's right. Uh, so a couple things. Um, so we gained, you know, we. Uh, first of all, I got to thank you. Uh, you gave us a big shout out on your show um, several months ago before you were gone so much, uh, and that turned into a bunch of uh, listeners for us. Oh, that makes my night too. It thank did, you. sure well, did. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. One awesome. of the one of those listeners, we could say, we share a super fan, Carrick oh. Taylor. So, no kidding. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and it, it's great. He comments, uh, you know, he lives in Ohio, which we're in Indiana, so we're not that far away, but it, it's great. Uh, you know, right away, he said, I got your show from listening to Matty Blake, and 
I mean, yeah. he's one of those guys that listens and is a loyal listener. And one of the things he told me last week, and you might want to keep this in the back of your head, so he works kind of in the security industry, and he has to monitor closed-circuit cameras a lot during the night. <clears throat> and he has seen some very uh, strange things, paranormal things. So I just, love it. Yeah, so it just feeds right into well, Rated P there. It's funny, I'm, I'm going tomorrow as we record this right now, or... or Tomorrow here uh, in Rhode Island, where I live, um, there's a guy. Do you know Brian Kano? I do not. So Brian Kano is the paranormal researcher we used on the Drilling Down Paranormal episode. Oh, I did. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yes, and he is on Travel Channel all the time. He's, he's on Paranormal. I know who Canada. you're talking about now, yes. Yeah, so Brian and I, he does an incredible traveling museum it's called the history of the paranormal and he travels the country with this museum and he's got haunted artifacts he actually has you can press a button and you can hear the actual evps we recorded on oak island um when we heard disembodied yeah so traveling yeah yeah so he um he happens to be in rhode island tomorrow with his museum so i'm gonna go see him and uh, so paranormal's definitely on the brain right now. And I have—I actually took video this summer at the Haunted Hill House uh, in Texas, which is one of the most haunted locations. Some people think it's the most haunted location in the United States, if not the world. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's actually been there. And I captured video that's so stunning, uh, some orb video, that I'm going to release uh, as soon as I can when I, when I get some okays. Uh, but I'm going to show it to Brian tomorrow. So, yeah, par- paranormal's definitely on the brain right now. Oh, that's awesome. So we have um, we have a, a little wayfaring spirit here in our speakeasy. Actually, uh, we had Ooh. we had a yeah. um, mm-hmm. ghost, a paranormal uh, research team come in. Uh, there's been strange things that's happened here ever since I've moved here, and and so it's gotten to the point we have cat balls that we leave in the basement on while we're doing a podcast. And um, they'll go off, and you know there's somebody here. So we have to send him wow. that photo. Lights will send the photos. We <laughs> need to send him. Well, you have to send him the send him the photo from the Halloween party with your son and the, yeah. his wife. So that was pretty interesting. There's some interesting things going on here. Uh, Why was it something kind of floating in the background or something? Absolutely. Or yes. Yeah. Absolutely. In the background. Yes. Send that to uh, Colleen. I will and, do uh, that. Yeah. Take a look at that. Yeah, because there's a there's a before, during, and an after, and there's nothing in the first. It's there in the second, and then gone in the third, and they're like one, two, three, real and the, quick. And these are outside in the open air. It's outside in <coughs> yeah. open air. You would think there was a fire and there was smoke, but there was no was fire, no. no smoke. So it's I'll send wow. those to Colleen. So speaking, Thank you. speaking of sending things to you, uh, yes. Without going into a whole lot of detail, we sent you some information about a possible hidden treasure in this area. Uh, last year when we talked to you, and yes. I'm going to tell you that Dwayne and I uh, had several conference calls with Prometheus. We thought you might be able to see us this year, but it just didn't work uh, out for this year. So we'll see. Yeah, I hope it, moving forward we can do that because I loved that story. You know, like yeah. I tell people all the time, if, if you if you can get access to me and, and tell me your story, if it's you know if it's interesting, I'll uh, and I and yours is one of them. Yeah, and, it was uh, great. So. What was great is I, we talked to John. Um, was John Levy? Yes. Yeah. So, yep, you know, I, I did like three or four different calls with him, 
but I could never put a name with the face. And while this is all going on, you did the Oak Island behind the scenes episode. Yes. And it was like, well, there's the guy I've been talking to. So it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, they John's had, such great people. Yeah, so they had us do some other legwork. They wanted us to track the entire trail, which we did. And, you know, maybe next year, you never know. Well, my new toy, we may see you. My new toy just came in, too, so we can start doing some more uh, digging. There you go. Yeah, no, I, I want to be clear that, you know, just because you didn't make it this season or it didn't happen doesn't mean it was because there's some wrong story or something. It's just like... Oh, we know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a team of people that are putting these things together, and it's not just one person saying, I like this yeah. story, let's do yeah. that. There's so many factors, right. so yeah. many things, but I, definitely let's stay in touch because I, I love that story. Yeah, well, that's why we haven't told anybody what it is because, you know, John was yeah. like, don't... You've got a podcast, we know that, and don't talk about it, so... This yeah, is about all we're right. going to talk about it. So, right, we're going to be looking for stories, you know, moving forward. If we do move forward, yeah, if, yeah, if it happens. Forward. And once COVID <laughs> things calm down too, I think that was played into it too. There, you know, things Absolutely. had to be restricted. Yeah. So, yeah, we get. Yeah, it. we we had a bunch of bunch. We had to bunch thing, group things together strategically because of COVID. No right. question. Right. All good. All good. So, your podcast. I got to tell you, you know, I, I'm an app and have been. I think from like the first day of your episodes I, I just love the whole scenario of reviewing you know paranormal mu- movies and you and anthony sometimes agreeing on them sometimes not i do have to say i feel bad i was sending stuff in with cat sounds and anthony's cat oh. passed away so, oh can i oh you know what let me tell you something let me tell you something not only should you not feel bad but he was thanking me and his wife, Amelia, were thanking me profusely because having those sounds and that him becoming a character on the show and like him being captured on the show meowing and then even your uh, funny message you said, he gave them so much joy through that process. So don't feel bad. You actually made them feel better uh, because you kind of made him a star. You know, you help make him a star. There. Well, he was. To me, he was, you know, there was times that he was more interesting than you and Anthony. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh, just kidding. Uh, and, so now I know you really do listen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, you reviewed all the Exorcism movies the last couple, you know. During, you, you did a bunch of great stuff during Halloween, so Exorcism was one of them. So next, actually tomorrow night, we have an interview with Father Vince Lambert, who is uh, one of the head exorcist priests, exorcism priests uh, in the country. He's got a book that's out on Amazon. Um, in-house, in-house interview. Yeah, so yeah. he's going to be here at the speakeasy. So we're looking forward to that. If you're free, give us a call, because I'm sure you'd love to sit on that. Oh, one. my God. I, I would, I would. I, oh, God, yeah, that sounds great. I Man, I wish I could, but uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, I'll be listening. I can tell you that. I promise I'll be listening to that episode. Yeah, yeah, it should be a good time. Good time. So your podcast has had to have taken off as far as listeners and everything here the last year, yeah. I would think. It's so funny. So I had a po- I had a podcast, and my partner kind of like, you know, ghosted me a little bit. And we were, we were rolling pretty good on that one. So I kind of swore off podcasts, to say the truth. And I was thinking the only podcast I would probably do is an, is an Oak Island podcast, if anything. Uh, but I'm so busy. It was like, yeah, there's no need for it. My show is basically a podcast. you know. Right, right. But my friend Anthony, this was basically 
born of it was a segment on my old podcast where I would review something paranormal in film or television that happened that week. And so I said, I think there's enough there. It was always the best segment of our show. It was always the thing I was most passionate about. So I was like, maybe that's a podcast in and of itself. And at the time, my old friend Anthony Arkin and I were just, we talk about this stuff anyway. Like we were doing what you hear, those podcast episodes are basically what he and I do at lunches and on the phone for the past 20 years. So it was natural. It happened and it has exploded. Like I was just doing it for fun. I wanted to teach myself how to do a podcast during the pandemic. It was a life skill I wanted because I always had producers doing my podcast for me. I was just speaking into a microphone, but I wanted to learn how to do it technically. So I taught myself and I taught myself how to edit and all that stuff. And it has exploded. We just got approached by Sci-Fi Network to uh, do a, a semi-regular segment for them where we're going to review, you know, do rankings for them. Um, about paranormal topics so it's just been and the fans are awesome we continue to grow every week so yeah thanks man it's yeah. been it's been yeah. a blast you know and we've been promoting you here as well to our listeners so it's something different it's not your normal podcast out there uh and it's a fun time it's but i'm not sure how you're going to fit in these guys may not know where i'm going here but i'm not sure how you're fitting in rocky four on your next podcast uh, i saw that yeah. <laughs> okay yeah so last night I went and saw the Rocky Ford director's cut, and I'm telling you right now, okay, if you think I'm skilled at interviewing the Laginas, and if you think I'm skilled at getting information from the Fellowship of the Dig, you won't even believe how I'm able to shoehorn Rocky into my paranormal podcast. There you go. I <laughs> so I commented, he put that up today, and I said, I don't know how you're going to get that past Anthony goes, well, I'm training in Russia right now. (laughs) In Rocky Rocky 5, the worst of all the Rockies, the Rocky that shall not be named, Mickey actually appears to Rocky as a ghost figure. Yes, he does. Get up, Rock. Because Mickey loves you. So that right there is paranormal. There you go. go. Uh, Yeah, Rocky 5 would be the worst, I believe. One of the most classic actors ever, Burgess Meredith. Yeah, Yeah, Burgess Meredith. Uh, You know, I remember Burgess Meredith as... the penguin. Oh yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You know what's funny though? Rocky Five, the worst Rocky, but maybe my favorite line in all the Rockies besides Adrian's win is when Tommy Gunn challenges Rocky to a fight out in the street, and Rocky leaves the bar and starts walking out to fight Tommy Gunn, and one of the bar flies at the bar goes. Hey, Rock, you want any help? <laughs> there's, like, there's like three, three fat guys sitting in the bar like, you want any help? And Rocky goes, no, fellas, this ain't no pie-eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So, so I don't think Anthony, uh, does he have the same love for Rocky as you? I'm, I'm thinking, I would say that's a big fat no. Yeah, that's what I picked up the last couple of weeks because last couple of weeks you've been bringing it up a little bit, and it's like you get shut down every time. So I'm thinking, we'll see how this goes. Well, you said you do the producing and editing, so just edit it in, and he doesn't have a choice. That's exactly right, my friend. I can see you've been podcasting a while yourself. Right? No, no, no we, we we know how our producer works. We know when we get yeah. edited out, so we that's how exactly. we know. Hey, uh, just a little off the side there, you know, he's a little history section. Do you, you play college ball? I, I played college basketball, yes. Okay. I did. I saw that. I but, saw uh, that. Yeah, just Division three, but we were we were very good. Um, we were always ranked, like, 
top ten in the country. We were really good programs. As a matter of fact, my college coach ended up catch, coaching in the NBA. So uh, we had a really good program. Awesome, awesome. I just thought I saw that. And I thought it was interesting. A little note about you in your in your past. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. That was a great time of my life. I loved basketball. Good. So I know you've got to go, but yes, I do. I have a hard out, as we say in the business. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's been a pleasure as Absolutely. always. Uh, and you know, this time next year when you calm down, which I'm not sure that'll ever happen. Uh, or maybe we'll see you on Beyond Oak Island next year. You never know. Or a show to be named later. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. I think if, it, if it's a New Year's wish, you, you'll you'll probably be happy. I would say that. Uh, good, I would be good. very, very optimistic that we will get another one of those. And uh, I just want to thank you guys. Um, you guys are great. I love what you do. And I appreciate you listening to my podcast, and uh, I will continue to help you guys out however I can. That's why I do this stuff, is to meet people like you, and um, I just thank you. Well, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Pleasure. So if across the line, 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And our very special guest... Gary Drayton! <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to say, Rocky Balboa. <laughs> And, and, and table 12 and table 12 behind us is uh, giving you a big round of applause also Maddie. so they're always appreciative too all right good good deal Maddie. you take care and i'll send these ghost pictures to colleen so we'll get them to you love it all right great night guys you too thank you bye now goodbye you know it's about time to restock the rusted nail speakeasy with some fine liquors there's only one place we go for that when we're in Brookville, we shop at Tebby's. Liquor store, downtown Brookville, Indiana, on Main Street. They have a selection of beer, wine, liquors, vodkas, your seltzers, whatever you want right here in Brookville, Indiana. Give them a shout. Stop in and say hi. Now, if you're out towards Batesville, Indiana, check out Batesville Liquor Co. They've got a huge selection. They're in what used to be a grocery store. Now it's filled with alcohol they've got selections of bourbons selections of wines vodkas whiskeys you name it they've got it located in batesville indiana so whether you're in batesville or brookville we got two spots for you to hit check them out tebby leckers in brookville and the batesville liquor company out in batesville indiana Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. All right, here we're here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And our special guest... Alice Priestman. Alice, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you guys? We're doing good, great. Good. Christmas is almost here. And you know what? I don't have it here with me, but I'll edit it in. I'll play a little Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There you go. <laughs> there you Favorite go. song. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows So Alice has a little business Well, not little business Are you Indy Reindeer, Ruben? I am I'm uh, Jeff? Absolutely Dwayne? They're pretty cool Good answer, guys <laughs> Do you know where we could see some reindeer, Alice? I do um, Whitetail Acres has 16 reindeer and uh, Santa Claus even came and visited this week, so um, we great. got a thumbs up. All right, great. Good. Cool. cool. So how long have you been doing the reindeer encounter? 
25 years. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. feeling old now. <laughs> yeah, me you and too. Me both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how many reindeer did you start with? We started with two, and um, it's a funny story. And my husband, Kevin, couldn't make it here tonight. But So every year we would go to the Indiana and the Ohio um, Christmas Tree Growers Association for their meetings. And Indiana had one, and they had just brought down a cargo jet full of about 300 reindeer from Alaska. You can't drive reindeer across the Canadian border, so they have to be flown cargo jet. So we got these, <laughs> we went to this meeting, and they had three or four reindeer that they had brought down. And it must have been the tamest <clears throat> of the group. And they said, yeah, um, it's really easy. You just sit down with a bucket of apples and um, snap a lead rope on. They said, but don't let go. They have to know who's boss when you start training a reindeer. So Kevin is like, no-brainer. I've, I've, I've learned <laughs> over the years that when I hear no-brainer, we need to put the brakes on and, and uh, think about this a little bit more. But so, um, like, sure. I mean, our Christmas trees were about ready to be at a saleable size. We had been growing for about eight years. That's about how long it takes to get a tree up. And uh, so we're like, sure, this is really good timing. So we got two reindeer. Um, and... <laughs> Um, so Kevin says, Alice, go in there with this bucket of apples and, and your lead rope. So I did, and it was muddy. It had just rained, and our, our kids were very young. We had four boys. I'm like, yeah, Mom, go in and snap a lead rope on that reindeer. So I did. And as soon as I snapped it on, she bolted like grease lightning through that field. And it was like a cartoon. She was literally dragging me. I was on my stomach dragging me. It's like, I can't let go. I can't let go. Well, finally, I, I was smart enough to let go. Um, never could train those two. I mean, when they're adults off the tundra, it's um, very hard to get them to trust so you. I, I could swear when I was a kid, I saw on TV, you just gave them magic corn and made them fly. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Isn't that the way it works? <laughs> um, now we give them magic oats. Oh, Magic oats. And yeah. when they're born on our farm, that is pretty much the way it works. Okay. Um, when they're born on the tundra, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> no. So how many, um, and I guess we'll call them encounters, how many showings do you do? Uh, with, I know you got one tomorrow, I believe, already. So. I do. I do. Um, and we've actually done a few before. Um, already. Birthday party, yeah. and there was another one, um, just a private party. But, yeah, so we'll start tomorrow. Our big weekends are, of course, the weekend after Thanksgiving. That's when it's just crazy. We've got reindeer going everywhere, and then we have the reindeer encounter that we started last year. Um, at our garden center so that's something that you would book online and you get to go in with the reindeer and um, just interact with them so can you give us give our listeners the website or whatever to, to get to your online page sure our website is www.mywhitetail and um, or you could just put in whitetail acres nursery and it'll pop right up too and yeah, go online and see what we're all about. It tells a little bit about the nursery, but there's a Christmas tab and, of course, a reindeer tab. And it's got some pictures, and it tells you everything that's available at the farm and at the garden center. Awesome. So you have a tree farm. So if I understand correctly, this year you can't cut off of your farm. Is that Unfortunately, correct? Unfortunately, no. Yeah. Um, we've had a series of droughts, and it's... I wouldn't say it's wiped us out. We have trees, but we don't have trees that are well, like 10-footers. Yeah, well, I was so. told probably five, six years ago, 
There's not going to be trees, and this mm-hmm. was the year they were saying. So yep. you're not the only person. Absolutely not. Now, last year, I, I could be wrong, but most farms that, because they were sending them to us, that's how I know right. this, after that uh, first weekend, after Thanksgiving, they just didn't cut anymore. And we just thought, you know what, it's COVID. Let's just let people have some kind of normalcy. So we let whoever wanted to cut a tree, cut a tree, knowing that we weren't going to be <laughs> cutting this year anyway, right. and, and probably not next year. So just so. because you're not cutting doesn't mean you don't have trees is that correct no we have always since since we started we always brought some fraser firs in from uh north carolina a friend of ours from one of these tree growers meetings right. the national meeting uh and he's always had fabulous trees so we've always done that and we'll do that same guy but yeah there is a shortage across the whole country and um so he's yeah <laughs> if you can find pre-cut christmas trees you're better go, you've got an go end somewhere it. yeah so tell us a little bit about your nursery, Whitetail Acres. Uh, the Garden Center? Garden Center, yes. So we bought that in 2008 when the economy tanked. Good time. Good time to make Perfect an investment. Time. Yeah. Perfect time. We're smart like that. <laughs> so No we, brainer, right? No brainer. That's exactly <laughs> right. No brainer. So um, a friend of ours that owned the nursery, he was still wanting to be involved in it, but he didn't want to necessarily own it. And we were at a point with our landscape business that we were too big for one, too small for the other. We had to make a choice. So we decided just to jump in. And it was a really good, it was a good choice. Um, Totally different from landscaping. The plants and, you know, everything about them are totally different. But we have some really good employees that are very knowledgeable on the, the greenhouse side of it that do the growing. And um, then, of course, we are the tree experts, and uh, you put the two together, and you've got a really a good combination. So um, things are a little slow right now. I mean, most people have their their landscapes in. We're, we landscape year-round. I right. mean, it really never stops. But um, as far as coming to the garden center, there's not a whole lot going on right now. So we figured, why not just flip everything around in the wintertime and then have a little something to... Um, have people enjoy coming down and that's what the reindeer are all about but we do full service landscaping i do the landscape design so thankfully i still like my husband we work separately together (laughs) 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 he has his job i have my job and sometimes we we merge but um so yeah um we are just busting wall to wall early spring and then um usually runs until like june but we stay open pretty much year-round Good deal. So, yeah, yeah. So it's, on your, it's been a good on day. your tree farm, you don't just grow Christmas trees, right? You grow other no. trees for shade trees and stuff like exactly. that for people to put in there. Well, yeah, the way that happened was we I was a hairdresser for 20 years, Kevin managed softball complexes, so that was just a natural thing for us to no start brainers, a Christmas a tree, tree farm. It tree was farm. <laughs> that was another one of Kevin's no-brainers one morning in Cincinnati when we still lived there. He said, "You know what? I've been, he was watching Charles Corolt and um, they talked about how Acre um, per acre how an annual crop um, and Christmas trees Christmas trees would you know bring in more income <clears throat> no brainer <laughs> <laughs> so we bought uh, try to I'm getting off here a little bit but we bought but it was a no brainer yeah, yeah we bought about uh, just to get started about 3,000 scotch pine for a quarter a piece from you could buy you can buy from the state so we did that and uh, I had never done anything outside at all because I had allergies. So um, so we planted all these, and we got my mom and my brothers and anybody that we knew that liked us at the time. 
to help plant well <laughs> so we went back two weeks later and all but about 30 trees had been eaten by the deer so that's how we got our name whitetail acres <laughs> um i also got a horrible case of poison ivy i looked like a monster for about two weeks so now i know what poison ivy looks like um so that's how that got started so but. it was really a baptism by fire and yes yeah. Baptism by poison uh, ivy. I, I didn't realize that's where you got the name at. I think it's a, yeah. that's a great <laughs> name. Acres. Yeah. So we would be planting trees um, the first couple years. We, we plant in blocks. There's like 250 trees in a block. So we'd start at one end and work our way to the other. So by the time, one time I remember in particular, we got to the end of the block and it was a long day. And I look up and the deer were eating the trees that we had just planted <laughs> at the beginning of the block. So... So, yeah, white tail acres. And then what they do? They go out and buy reindeer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so back to the reindeer. How far, you said you take them out. How far do you travel with them? What's the furthest you'll go? We have gone to um, Tennessee. We went to, we're not supposed to say this, but Nicole Kidman. And, yeah, we went to her house. Oh, really? And no. Keith Urban. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Cool. Um, little birthday party. Great. And then, um, so that's probably as far far as we've gone but we try to like to keep it like within two hours so so now that you've had the the reindeer for a while most of the ones you have now you said now are tame yeah they're all because i've been around i've been around your reindeer right and they all seem very very tame animals they they really do they are very laid back we have one um that we bought from a friend of mine in upstate new york he's a little spitfire but um yeah i, I can yeah. they're so all many, handleable many, yeah how many of the ones you have now did you breed did you breed and um, have right there probably i would say half, half probably okay we have three from alaska and two from new york and a couple from a friend of mine in wisconsin but yeah all of the other ones are born that's special farm. oats you heard her say they're special oats yeah right yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> they really are they really well, are i can almost get them to stand on their head for a handful well, of i'm pretty sure the show i watched is when santa claus is coming to downtown and it was magic corn yeah <laughs> magic corn well i think uh, i think white tails have got the more professionalism on that than that. it's it's oats baby it's a, so i mean obviously is. you find this will be a passion and stuff and you you enjoy this time of year i mean you probably look for is this something you look forward to every year doing this and uh, i know it can be difficult you do you're doing a lot of running and a lot of uh, local events and you got a lot of people coming in now and, and yeah i do a lot of running year round no matter what we're doing but when it comes to reindeer it's um it's a different kind of joy it really is okay and i i hear all the time you have the best job in the world and i really do most of the time unless it's hoof trimming time then it's okay right (laughs) no it it is it's fun it's good to share Um, before covid we did a lot of nursing home jobs and we loved that because the magic is is still there you know when they're like five and under and 90 and over it's it's all magic no kidding so they really the elderly really enjoy it. absolutely that's awesome and the funny thing is you know to me all the reindeer everybody says how do you tell them apart well the antlers are different i mean they're just you know you i can tell them apart but these people that um have a hard time remembering much remember the reindeer and they're like well that's not dancer no kidding yeah dancer had and i'm like how on earth did you remember that it's you saw him for 20 minutes and it's been a year and you remember what dancer and prancer and vixen and what they all look like wow that's 
well, that just awesome shows you what. It. Well, it just shows what how much of an impression it had on him that that right. that part stuck. Right. Yeah. So, so that warms our heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Santa Claus sometimes shows up, and yeah. um, j- just to see the twinkle in their eye, and there really is a twinkle in their eye at that age, yep. young oh, and old. Yeah, absolutely. so you know it's a it's a huge memory spur for them, you know, and they, a lot of times they're 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 stuck away and they can't get out, and they're. Uh, I, I can imagine that. I really could. I, I could see how it could really open them back up to their memories and stuff. We've had um, we've had some. Uh, some of the caretakers caregivers mm-hmm. they said you're not going to believe this but um i can't remember i think the guy's name was jimmy and he said he hasn't talked in years and he talked about the reindeer no kids I'm great like, what and, yeah so yeah. yeah wow that's that's very a, touching that's, nice. that's, cool. Fun. that's cool very rewarding so your nursery's at 8001 old blue creek road right so for those that don't know when you come through brookville indiana it's right if across you see the, the IGA right across the road. <laughs> Your favorite restaurant. Yeah, you know, Arby's. Don't even talk about Arby's. Uh-oh. <laughs> right, acro- right across the road is Whitetail Acres. So it's so you're going to have the uh, reindeer there there tomorrow for sure. So what's your what's your schedule? Well, the reindeer will not be there. Will not tomorrow. be there tomorrow. No, they're they're going to be on a, another job. All right. But the reindeer will be down there for the encounter starting the Friday before Thanksgiving. All right. So it'd be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and that's how it will run. Um, except for the fifth of December, will be all four of those days through the weekend before Christmas. Awesome. So the so. garden center will be open, but um, because we'll be selling trees down there too. Are you still at the tree farm selling also? Yes. You will be doing both, okay. Um, but this year, we will only be open at the tree farm Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. Usually, I mean, the last year we had them both open. It, w- it was just too much. They're only like not even 10 minutes apart. So, you know, anything that you want, you could get at right. the garden center. Especially if you're not allowed cutting at the tree farm. You right, know, right. We're not doing the hay rides. We'll right. still have the um, hot chocolate and popcorn and, you know, that kind of thing. And we'll have two of our breeding bulls Can't. that are pretty impressive there. Um yeah um and then uh at the garden center i mean we are busting out the seams with really cool um we've got ornaments and we've got you know some decorations and some games for the kids and a bonfire and so it's um we're having fun with it yeah yeah, so so what are some of the events now you're going to that people can come come and see the reindeer at the events okay so let's see what would be local here um that's public we are at hamilton german village the week i think it's the it's that sunday the fifth i think um so that's in hamilton ohio and then we're also doing um hamilton welcomes the holidays that's in hamilton um let's think what else is we're up in carmel a couple times we're up in fishers we're at the indianapolis zoo every night wow so yeah so are these events listed on your website also? Or is there a way um, people can see the out events, or do they just have to find yeah, it? Yeah, I, I don't list them, but if they want to give us a call, I can there you go. You know, tell, tell me where you're located. Um, Greensburg will have us. Um, Shelbyville will have us. Um, they might be able to Google Green, your name. Yeah, and Green Township. 
um, in Cincinnati will have us. And some of these are private parties, but yeah, if um, just off the, I was just doing travel papers, so I should know all of this, but a lot of them are private parties, you know, right. for country right. clubs. Right. And, but awesome. there's plenty kind of scattered around that are open to the public. If they want to give the garden center a call, we can let them know where we're going to be and when. Good deal. And we'll put all that information on the yeah. end of the podcast and on our website. So. Awesome. It's been awesome talking to you. Good talking to you guys, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you. Welcome to the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Finally, I got the invitation. There you go. <laughs> you just can't <laughs> tell anybody. You can't tell anybody. Usually, no, we have a secret password. It's funny, when I gave you directions, I forgot the time changed, and it was going to be dark when you pulled in. Yeah. yeah it gets a little dark you, you out this way. did have the light on. It makes yeah. it harder to see the pink flamingos. Yeah, we got pink sure. flamingos out there, which you couldn't see. But I do the it, secret knock to get in. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's not a bad idea either. How not to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> so anything else you want to add before we sign off here? Uh, no, I just appreciate you guys having me over. Uh, it's been fun. So well, yeah, it's nice so. having you in a community that offers something that's unique to all the families and stuff. And you know, we've used your facilities a lot for us the past year. I appreciate that. I the, appreciate. Uh, I. Why wow, you really, really uh, sparked something up when you talked about the elderly with that. I didn't realize it had that much of a positive impact. Yeah. I think that's yeah. great. It really is. There's so much. There's not a whole lot out there. There's always a lot for kids, but not a lot for the older people. And Yeah. And uh, sometimes the outreach is just isn't where it needs to be. And that's awesome to hear. COVID has changed it quite a bit. I'm hoping that we can get, get back yeah. to the nursing homes. A lot of times we're outside, but still... Um, it's well, different. So hopefully right. we can get back to what well, we're used to. What a pleasure talking to you about that. Thank you. Thank Good you. deal. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Blaine Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And our special guest... Alice Priestman. We'll see you next Thanks, time. Alice. Thank you. Right. Thank you, guys. Are you tired of hearing the same old songs over and over on the radio? Every single hour, the same tune? Well, it's time for something different. Check out... Hometown Radio USA, the best independent music, hits from yesterday, hits from today, podcasts, and so much more. Hometown Radio USA, you can find it on the web at www.hometownradiousa.com or at the App Store or on Google Play. Hometown Radio USA, reimagining radio and coming to you in your hometown. What a fun night at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Got to talk to our good friend, Maddie Blake, from Drilling Down uh, the Oak Island and the uh, Beyond Oak Island series, as well as his own podcast, Rated P for Paranormal. If you get a chance, check him out there. It's a great time. We then talked to Alice Priestman from The Reindeer Encounter. It's part of Whitetail Acres Nursery and Landscaping. They do The Reindeer Encounter every year, this time of the year. You know, it's a great opportunity to take your kids, your family, out to see some real reindeer in Indiana, of all places. Check them out. We'll have the link on our page. And if you get a chance this holiday season, head out and see them. Mark your calendars now for December 4th. We will be at Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana. The barrel pick of Yellowstone, which was picked from Limestone Branch Distillery, is in. We'll be doing a podcast, giving away prizes, having a good old time. Mark your calendar. It's a Saturday evening at 5.30. Come out. Check it out. Be part of the podcast if you like. As always, if you like what you're listening to, 
leave us a five-star rating and positive comment on whatever podcast app or player you're using. It just helps spread the word more. Even better, tell a friend, tell a buddy. The more listeners, the better. So as usual, for Jeff Montag, Dwayne Bischoff, Ruben Hunt, Table 12, I'm Alan Stanger. You've been listening to Cross the Line, 